Okay, and on the line, friend of the show, friend of, I guess, Ohio Valley Wrestling sometimes, Impact Wrestling referee, <laughs> host of the Ringside Podcast, Daniel Spencer. Daniel, how's it going tonight? It's going pretty good. Uh, it's going good. Good to, good to talk to you. It's been a little bit uh, yeah, since we've you're, chatted. You're a busy uh, guy, man. That's why. You're a busy guy. Uh, <laughs> well, I am busy, yes, but I do try to, uh, I still try to, uh, chat with all my friends every so often so, so. <laughs> listen we, and we were just talking for a second before we got on i said we'll just chit chat on the yeah. show you know there's rather than yeah. you know because sometimes you miss stuff if you're not recording and you know that as a it, a host of a podcast sometimes you get caught up absolutely. catching up before you hit record right right absolutely absolutely so you just all right so <clears throat> as i i just recorded right before we jumped in this call eric and i uh were recording our show for this week which will be out friday mm-hmm. and this show we're talking mm-hmm. now will be out monday or tuesday so timing is kind of off but that's okay i was just yeah. telling him first because eric's busy yeah. right now working i said have you watched the wrestlers yet he goes no I'm, he's, he's like but i'm gonna start it right now so he's literally starting it after we recorded so he's excited about it um, oh nice okay and we've got lots to talk about with the show and we'll yeah. get to your history about it too and and you can share as much as you want for some stuff maybe we don't know or maybe the history of how it ended up on netflix and all that uh, my wife who's not a big mm-hmm. wrestling fan i'm like as i watched the wrestlers as soon as it came out i binged it in two days um i was like it's really good like it's just a really good documentary style the production's great uh mm-hmm. how did before we get into kind of how you ended up there <laughs> and how not and how the company ended up on there for what you know what did you think? Like, what was your, like, how do you think it came across just as a strictly as a documentary? Were you super impressed or like, how do you oh. think it came across? Oh yeah. I was, um, through the moon of how it came across and, and, and it's amazing. Cause I'm, I, we'll get into this a little bit later, I'm sure, but there was so much more film that they didn't show either. So like what they chose to put together in the, in the seven episodes and the stories they told from story A to B to C and D or whatever, like, it was just unbelievable. Um, the music, the the soundtrack, the the way they shot things, the way they. This is not the like a, it wasn't like a Mickey Mouse or a Mickey Mouse is like a bad term because it's a big company. It wasn't like a like a guy with a iPhone documentary. It was a legit. No. Production crew, right? No, Greg Whiteley. Yeah, Greg Whiteley, BBC Productions, and Greg Whiteley. Greg Whiteley's done like Cheer, Last Chance You. If you watch, if you're familiar yep. with those documentaries on Netflix. Um, he's done all those. So he, he, they came in like, <clears throat> which is amazing that OVW's production is, is not, you know, is, is, is decent, but it's nowhere near what production it should be or what production. Uh, I mean, there's indie shows. I mean, I'm, uh, it's sad, but true, but there's some indie promotions that have better promote, better production than OVW. It's just that they don't run live television. They don't kind of know how to use it, so to speak, if that makes sense, where, we have the ability to know how to use it and use live television. We just don't have the money for the production. So when they brought in their production, it like you're looking at, you know, um, it's like looking at a, you know, a used old used beat up, you know, Nissan Ultima. And then they're rolling in on a Rolls Royce, you know what I mean? Like, Holy cow. You know, it's like, this is a completely different, you know, world, uh, like that. So it was, um, it was cool, like seeing what they had, what they use, and and granted, there's our production guys were like, "Hey, show me how to get this camera," and then when they tell about how much it costs, yeah. it's like, <laughs> "Oh, well, that costs way more than everything here put together." It is well, so yeah, it's pretty amazing. And we'll <clears throat> and I, we'll we'll have you on 
relatively soon again after we talk about more about you specifically about you being a, a referee in the independent scene in OVW and an impact wrestling and kind of your role you've been able to come across in pro wrestling but that's a that's a I think that's a whole show in itself right um, yeah, yeah so we got to talk about that but <laughs> brief overview you're the senior official for Ohio Valley Wrestling you're on the documentary you're not like a featured performer but you're on there plenty of times i'm like oh that's my friend daniel that's my friend daniel he's writing on the board he's doing this he's, he's in the referee right now um and for the record yeah. you daniel was not the referee who had the storyline involved about being uh, led along <laughs> that was someone else a different referee on the netflix show but so you've oh, been you, oh you mean the uh the, the, the love angle storyline. yes that was not you yeah, yeah. For, for the record it was not me no and that actually that storyline lasted long lasted a whole year okay uh, they just did we 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 capped it off with a with a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how far that storyline went. So, at so, so for brief, really quick, you mm-hmm. you've I, I you've told me the story before, and there and on your podcast, the Ringside Podcast, you've mentioned it before. Uh, really quick, so how did you end up at OVW as a referee? It's what like really quick. What was your story for you getting there? Um. I guess I'll give you the, the short version. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working. I started I started doing indie stuff in, in the southern Indiana area. Um, as I'm doing Ringside Podcast, I was interviewing a lot of OVW people, and we became friends, and we were chatting, and they knew that I was uh, refereeing at other places that we all – wrestling's kind of one of those things that it's a it's – a, especially when you're um, – when you're in a in the indie scene, even even in the big world, I mean, you start making connections and networking, and, and you're you're in this we're in this bubble, right? So I was in this this, this bubble in, in Louisville, Kentucky, in Southern Indiana, kind of even the, and started you know communicating and talking to people and knew all you know started record, you know networking and knowing people's names and people knew my name and whatnot. So um, it just so happened that OVW did a did a show at one of those live event shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they forgot to book a referee. So they mentioned, uh, as they were there, um, he goes by the name Turbo Floyd now, but at the time he was wrestling under the name uh, Randall Floyd. And he said, um, hey, I know a guy that's refereeing. He does done this podcast before. He's a real good dude. You know, and he and he brought my name up. And then when he said my names, two other people were like, yeah, I know him too. And, and so it became this like, well, why don't we reach out to them? And then they three people individually reached out and said, I think OVW, we're looking for referees where we only have a couple we're using and we need more. And so would you be interested in the state of Kentucky? You need a Kentucky wrestling license. I didn't have one at the time, so I had to get one. So I said, sure. And then, um, for some reason that for that end of that year was in, in the, in the year of, in, in the year of 2018, it was like, um, for the, the wrestling commission was just, I don't know what was going on with them, but it took forever to, to get my paperwork and file it and whatever. Finally, I got my license in it um, where I can work. And it was, it started the beginning of 2019. So I debuted, I literally debuted on a pay-per-view for OVW um, on, uh, in uh, January, the first, like January 5th or 4th or whatever the day is of 2019 and um, worked and got put in a big, important match and like had this whole angle where I had to like, if it wasn't for me, selling this whole like i caught him after the match with the chain using a chain to cheat and it was and i reversed the decision and this whole this whole big deal so it became a, like a you know i, I put my, my my handprint on it because mm-hmm. you know who is this official that not only did he catch him cheating but he turned re- overturned the match and all this whole nine yards so it became this big big thing and um 
so that that just be and then I started I was there every time the doors were open and Al uh, thanked me and said um, you know hey we're doing training come on and, and do the training and so I kept showing up to do training more and more from learning how to do TV and stuff like that because in the southern Indiana, Indiana place there was a there was a company called Groundhouse which still runs actually but they were kind of like doing TV but it, they were recording for TV but but it never aired anywhere. They were just kind of teaching you how to use a hard cam, how to watch for side cams, how do you have an IFB in your ear, stuff like that. So I kind of had a little bit of experience and uh, enough to where OVW gave me a chance and then enough where Al saw something and said, yeah, look, keep keep coming and we want you here. And um, so I kind of that became a thing. And then I just kind of, I just. You just kept since. showing up and kept working and working your way. It's just, yeah. You just say like and a lot of it's right place, right time and saying, yeah, I'll do it. You know, just yeah, to see it's, that, that's pretty much a lot of it. Right place, right time. Um, it's uh, it, but it's also putting in the work. You know, right. and it's, making, it's making the connections too. It's mm-hmm. like having remember, people vouch for you too was huge. Like you said, you had several yeah. people vouch for you just because they know you're okay. He's reliable. Cool. Let's well, try it. What's funny was what's funny was Al doesn't, doesn't remember this conversation, but of course I do. At WrestleMania in New Orleans, which hey, I think me and you both were there. Mm-hmm. We did a we did a, we did a uh, we did a show. Go look in the archives but, of Ringside yes, Podcast. Ringside, yes. But um, there, they, he announced that he purchased OVW um, at BristleCon. I went up to him and introduced myself, and you know, and, all, and we started talking. And I met him before. It was one of the. It's one of those things when you meet someone three or four times, you know, like we've met before. I just basically just act like it was the first time ever meeting. Just, there's no reason saying we've met a hundred times. I just said, you know, who I am. I'm a referee. I have a podcast, but I also do uh, referee and indie referee. And I love this. I love to come to OVW. It's kind of been a dream of mine. I grew up in in Louisville. It's it's you know to me it's like the one of the mecca places, right? And um, he goes, he literally said, "How long have you been roughing?" At that time, it it wasn't very much. It was it was quite a while, but it was like it was like periodically, off and on, like every couple months, I would do matches or here and there. And he literally just said, "Well, get you some more experience and come see me." And so technically I did, and then mm-hmm. I got brought in another way, but I told him that like months later after I was at OVW, he goes, really? He goes, well, that sounds like something I would say. He goes, so it probably is. But he, he, uh, he kind of said, I, I think I remember that. And I'm going, I don't think you remember that, Al. I don't, yeah. I, it's okay. You don't have to flatter me. But, but it, you know, who knows? He might have, and he might have, you know, um, maybe not remember it was me directly. <laughs> But um, maybe remember somebody came up and said they wanted to be a referee, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so you're in, you've been in OVW since around 2018, worked your way up. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you do other things besides just referee matches, you know, as, as a lot of people yeah. I think they know. But we'll get into more of that when we do and get back down and kind of some more roles of what referees do. Maybe even how you yeah. got into ended up at Impact Wrestling, too, which is, you know, easily the third biggest promotion in the country, right? And it's a big yeah. deal yeah. To, to be working for. So, and they're... And I think people who haven't watched Impact since like the TNA days or whatever uh, probably don't realize like how unique it is, and it's it's good wrestling, and there's good stories, and there's a lot of talent there, and it's a full deal. So it's we'll, we'll talk about that maybe at the end of the show because I think people need to check out Impact more than maybe they know. But although recently it seems like everywhere you guys are going, you're drawing good crowds and people are having fun. So yeah. that's that's momentum, which is good stuff. Um, yeah. So. OVW has been around for a while. We we know kind of the most wrestling fans know kind of the history of it, where it was a WWE, not the full history, but was a WWE developmental. They moved to Florida. OVW was left kind of out there. Al purchased them and has been running them ever since. 
Um, if you watch right. the documentary, they talk a lot about uh, being the third company, the only company besides WWE and AEW that runs live TV um, yes. right in, in the country right now, which is a big deal. And they talk a lot about it on the documentary. So when did you find out and when did the, I guess, the staff, the wrestlers of OVW saying, hey, there's going to be a documentary crew coming in. And what does this mean for me? Did they did, was there any say? It's like, hey, this is happening. What do you guys think? Or one day they just said, this is what's happening, guys. Um, so it has to go back a little further when the um, the new ownership came in as an investment owners, um, which is um, Craig Kidgerboard uh, Greenberg, who is now the mayor of Louisville, but at the time he was he was a potential running uh, for mayor. Um, and then him, uh, along with Matt Jones, a DJ, a radio DJ out of Lexington, well, Louisville and Lexington, big, kind of a big sports DJ locally in the area. Um, some other, like the doctors and some other investors came in to kind of help OVW because at the time in the pandemic, OVW really went under debt. And Al was like, I don't know if we can keep these doors open because he was struggling. And um, we saw how to produce TV during those times and there was no way to wrestle like we couldn't have matches we couldn't have shows like mm-hmm. um for about like four months it was or something like that until we was able to kind of start doing some things um in the on in, in over in indiana and then later we, kentucky opened back up um in 2020 so the end of that they came in kind of started wanted to make some changes um and um and some of the they they talked about they have ideas and what they're going to do but they wouldn't say what it was yet uh fast forward to about a year later or so is when they kind of talked about they they're they're pitching this idea for a reality show. They called it a reality show at first, and they said okay, and it's like we're gonna have cameras follow us around, do this whole thing, and you know we're pitching this idea. Well, then it turned into from a reality show to a to a to a documentary, um, and they're like okay, a documentary. We thinking it's like just they're just gonna come in and do like a you know one hour movie or whatever at first, mm-hmm. and then go no, we're you know we actually want to do something, and they pitched it like. Um, Last Chance You. Have you ever seen that? We're pitching that. And now at this time, it hadn't been greenlit. We hadn't had Greg Whiteley who produced or directed that. None of that was on board yet. It was all just a, that they're just giving us the idea. Um, they came in uh, March of. They said we're gonna we're gonna do a test run. Is we're gonna do everybody. We we got ready for it. Just be yourself. You know, they, they want you to be yourself. They want you to fake anything. Don't turn it up for cameras. They, that's the whole point. They show up in the beginning of March and they do like they film us for uh, three days. March of 22, right? March of 22, correct. Okay. It was actually the same weekend that Impact Wrestling was running a show in Louisville <laughs> that weekend. So it was like, it was kind of, um, you know, it was kind of a crazy weekend for, for me and for Shira and other people that are involved in both companies. But um, so uh, we, they filmed a bunch of stuff. They did, they did all this, did, uh, everything they did. They interviewed people. Uh, and then they put together like a, a 10, I, I never seen it, but it was apparently a 10, 10 minute package of like presenting this, this company as a, as a pilot, like the, like the sell it to whoever it, you know, may be. Um, and so at that time we're just waiting on while there, while this happened we're getting updated meetings telling us, you know, we're waiting on this to go. We knew it was going to be Netflix. We knew that. But we wasn't allowed to tell anybody what it was because if we could, if we leaked it, then we could lose it because they wanted it to be hush hush because they didn't want, they had a feeling AEW or WWE was going to come in and kind of, kind of throw in more money and steal it from us basically. Okay. Um, 
so we had to like we had to be quiet we had to completely not say nothing so like i to the point like i mean we didn't officially sign ndas but it was almost like if you're in this room and you're hearing this you can't talk about it. if you do you're you're fired basically you're gone you know that kind of deal so it was it was pretty pretty strict um and then um you know we're waiting waiting and we we or we pass level one which come to find out level one was a meeting getting someone a producer on board and then level two was getting a director on board and then finally level three was actually getting netflix to sign off for for whatever how many episodes they wanted so uh it was all those different steps and once we once we got the director and we got the go that they're going to do it we it was pretty quickly we knew that they're coming in and it was like two weeks before they came, they came in the May of 2022. So it was like two weeks before they came in. They said, it's a go or it's happening. Get ready. And then two weeks later they were all there and they just, were, maybe even a week. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe a week later they were there following us around for the next three months. So. so what was the timeline then they were there for? So they filmed basically the summer, the whole summer. Yeah. So it, it was May. I don't remember the exact date in may i feel like it was towards the beginning but it was the it was may all the way through through the last week weekend of august mm-hmm. of that year of 2022 so are they there when you show up to work until you leave or they're there the entire time yeah okay yes so when we show up they're already there setting up there i mean there's some some of their some of their shots already ready then some of their bigger shots are getting like you know they they have different levels of production they're doing so some are not i mean i would come come right in and i would i would have to walk up and say hey am i am i being mic today I'd like, yep hang on just a second don't get dressed yet we want to mic you okay mm-hmm. or i would say can i get dressed first and then mic me because it depends on if they wanted me mic'd around the backstage or if they wanted me mic like while i'm in my ref gear because i would go i would have to mic up and then when i go change i have to have them re-mic me because you know, I'm in, I'm in my rough. It's, it's a different, I'm, I took, I changed clothes basically. So the, so. at the arena, right where the, in Louisville, where, yeah, Davis, Davis arena, where Pete, where they taped, where the shows are shot, you know, the main arena mm-hmm. in, at OVW, the Davis arena, you've got your OVW camera crews shooting the show. And then you've got this documentary Correct. crew shooting the show. Correct. Was that weird or different for you of any or any of the wrestlers to like have to adjust like oh what camera am i supposed to be looking at or or was it just Uh, pretend they're not there type of thing it it, it was definitely pretend they're not there um uh, you know they you needed to be aware of the camera especially if you're certain things you want netflix to pick up on but it's still i mean the concept with al al when we had meetings al snow said you know we need to you know, we're still putting on television. Don't worry about them. They're going to, they're going to shoot what they want to shoot. And if they want to get in that shot or whatever, that's okay. Let them do that. So I'll even, there was times when like I would be watching, you know, like another match and we would watching the monitor and, and whatever. And then you would see their, their, they had this bed, this guy had a backpack and they had this long, like it, it's kind of, you have to, if you roll back and watch OBW television in the, in around July, you know, it's the best way to describe it. Any of the July 22 date, you would see, this guy every so often hop into the hard cam and like you're running around and it's like, Oh, can we not shoot? Can we shoot around him? And I was like, and of course we would, we didn't say this while we're being filmed because you couldn't talk about the cameras while the cameras were there. Right. You can only talk about our cameras, not the Netflix cameras. So we would say after we're done for the night, like, is there a way we can work around this? And he said, he basically just said, look, it's only temporarily. Trust me. It's going to be a better, it's better for them to get their shot. They want, 
than for us to worry about them being in our shot. And I was like, okay. And that's kind of how we started treating it. So for those who maybe haven't seen the documentary yet and haven't seen the show again, we'll encourage you to watch it. So we're not going to spoil the full what happens every episode and what the finale ends up being and all that. But the narrative that they kind of shoot, because in any type of documentary, there's a story has to be told, just like in a wrestling story or a TV right. show, there's there's story to be told. And the story they tell is OVW is in financial trouble. Um, they're not making any money. And there's a butting of heads between Al and Matt. Al Snow, of course, legendary WWE, ECW wrestler. Um, and he's the owner of OVW and he bought it and he is the main booker of the show, you know, runs the show. And Matt is quote unquote, the outsider, as you mentioned, the DJ and they, they're butting heads and the narrative told is, okay, we've got a summer, this summer to make money. It's all going to culminate at one big show at the end of the year. Right. So that was kind Mm -hmm. of, that was kind of the narrative told. So from your perspective being there. Do you think it captured the documentary captured it pretty well? Was it embellished a bit? Was it maybe they undersold some of the stuff that was going on uh, during that summer? Like, what did you think of how the narrative was told that the director decided to tell his story for the the wrestlers documentary? I mean, the narrative was pretty pretty right on. I mean, it, it was a um, it, it one of the things that happened is when and not to say too much on this part, but like. Before the new owners came in in the end of 2020, there was you would get paid based on the house and you would get paid on certain things. So, like, a lot of times on TV was not a being on TV um, was uh, was your reward, was your benefit. It was it was going to the live events you got paid on. So and that's the way the old school days used to be. So Al did it that way. So, you know, there were certain people that got paid like actually was one of the people that was was receiving payments and other people was too on certain things but uh and it's more of the stuff i did outside behind the scenes not even in the ring so it was that kind of atmosphere so when they came when the new ones came in one of the first things they did said we got to start paying everybody we cannot have no people working here even if they even if it's the normal even if they work they get paid on the house mm-hmm. shows they got to get paid on tv as well so they started to, they started changing everything and al was like wait a minute you're you know if you do this, you realize you're going to open up a can of worms down. You're going to, you know, we're, if we get to the point where we're struggling, you know, we don't have anything to, back, you know, pull, pour our money from, you know, cause all the money's not going to everybody else. And, um, so when that happened, I think after a while they realized, Oh crap, we're losing money. Um, because they were and, and they probably were overpaying and doing whatever, you know, that happens, but, um, it just, Oh no, no, we're losing money because now we're, you know, we have an overhead and we have a show budget and we're not even bringing in enough. You know, we may cover it for a couple of weeks, but then three weeks down the road, you know, we're, oh no, we're, we're back in the hole again. Um, so the narrative they told about that is true. I mean, they needed, it was like, we, the summer tour, we're going to get a big sponsor. We're going to go out, we're going to do this store. And we're going to make a profit, um, every, every week or every night on this, on this tour. We actually made the money. It was back to it's. It's kind of funny. The OVW made the money on Friday and Saturday night on the tour, driving three or four hours in different parts of Kentucky doing shows than they did on their TV because of you know the sponsors and what was coming in and all the ticket sales and everything. It, it was actually a, 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 a it was a it was a saving of a of the summer for for sure. Like it was just, it, it helped us along the way mm-hmm. and uh, got us um, got us into the 
the next year for sure. What about how, as far as your perspective from being there and, and being around these people, how mm-hmm. how people how Al Snow was portrayed, how Matt was portrayed? Um, it was interesting for me watching it because if you go back, I think it's Ringside Podcast episode one hundred. You interviewed Al yep. Snow. Yep. And I was like, oh, like this is the Al Snow that Daniel talked to. Like this is the same guy on the, on the documentary. Yeah. So he's yeah. straightforward. He's funny, but you, you're not sure if you're supposed to laugh when he's making jokes. But right. um, but he's he's very um, point, like he's to the point in his statements. So to me, at least I don't know Al obviously at all, whereas you do, he's you know, a bit of your boss. How do you think he came across? Was that's Al, or was there anything that oh, you think yeah. they turned it up that's, on him at all, or is like, no, that's him? No, no, that's Al. <laughs> that's every, that's all of Al. That's that's completely the only thing they didn't show, which is funny because I know they filmed it uh, so much. Is if you watch a uh, little Easter egg here, watch the back and watch Al like maybe bang his head on like a little cabinet or whatever, and you'll see these eyes in his mouth. Like it looks like it looks like it's those little like magnets they put to make like a smiley face. Okay. I would basically legit like in the middle. He would you would think he's head, but it's not. He would legit like start talking and no one would be listening to him and he would get frustrated. So he start turning over and talking to the cabinet. He goes, "Well, I'm just going to talk to you because they're not listening." And he would just basically do, and it literally was like the greatest thing ever. And he was doing this before the cameras were rolling. Then he was doing it when the cameras were rolling, and then, of course, he still does it today. And it's like – and why they never showed that, I have no idea because it completely was – the it's the greatest form of entertainment when you're in the gorilla position um, because it's true because he'll say something to – you know, whoever's running, uh, you know, whoever the agent is on, tell the referee this. And they're like, just standing there. He goes, yeah. well, they're not listening to me. Maybe you listen to me. He'll just turn over and it's, <laughs> it's great. So when you go back and watch, look for those, um, look for those little, uh, eyes and smiley face on that cabinet. And you'll just, just imagine him every so often turning pr- three or four times a show, turn over and have a conversation with those, like almost like it's head. Yeah. You know? So he, 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 uh, and he's he's legit serious, so it's not like he's trying to get a laugh. He's legit mad and serious talking to them. It's pretty wild, yeah. And then Matt, I think, in the first few episodes, paint they're like, all right, he's going to be the guy that's like the villain of this right type of yeah. thing. But as yeah. the show goes on, and I'm not going to spoil it too much, you definitely have different mixed feelings about him and his point and what right. he wants to do and his background as a person, obviously. And there's a very scary moment that happens on the show. Um, where he actually has a seizure and it's filmed, which is it's a scary thing to do. But um, what about how Matt was portrayed? Do you think he was portrayed fairly? Do you think it was that's who he is? Like, I'm, I'm, you could say whatever you want, but how do you think he was portrayed compared <laughs> to how you know him? All right, the, well, he was portrayed exactly the way he is as a person. Okay. Um, the one thing about okay, so in this area, okay. It's like this in your in the area you live in. There's 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 different robberies. There's socks and the Cubs. Mm-hmm. There's the there's the Bears and the Packers. So in this area, it's Louisville Cardinals versus the Kentucky Wildcats. Right. As a Louisville Cardinal fan, for years before I even met Matt Jones, I could not stand Matt Jones because he would go on the radio and he would bat and he would do nothing but bash Louisville and and talk about he's the reason that uh, I mean. He legit made sure stories got out about Rick Pitino and, and uh, the affairs or, 
or the um the the the, the whole stripper thing that happened with with the Cardinals basketball team like he made sure that got out and talked about it and put it out there and so all of us Louisville Cardinal fans can't really stand the guy because he's like you made you gave us bad times and yes our guys did those stupid things and mm-hmm. caused a lot to happen but at the same time if you would have just kept your mouth shut they it, they might have it might have, you know, never happened, you know, never heard about it. Um, so it's kind of like that. There's a, there's a little bit of rivalry, a little hatred there. So so already he comes in, you're like, oh, no. But he is a smart businessman. And so he does have business ideas. And he has took a a website to talk about Kentucky sports and turned it into a multimillion-dollar company. So, I mean, he knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. right, um, for the most part. It's just wrestling's a different world. Um as far as him, I would say this, and there's moments you'll see in the show, but but he has a hard exterior, and he is who he is. And there's moments in life. I mean, I just had one recently with him um, when we did a we did a house show in Lexington where we're sitting down talking, and then all of a sudden you get a second glimpse of maybe a real the maybe the real Matt, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is okay. This and then you know, ten minutes later, he's back to the hard shell like person he is and and, um and it's just that's but so yeah they portrayed him very 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 rightly like he wasn't he's he's a heel all the time and there's moments when he's not but for the most part he's he's your he's your heel of the show it's funny you mentioned that like you had that conversation where it's like oh there's a second and on the show it even happens you know after he has his his seizure he's talking he's doing like a talking head and he yeah. talks about like how upset he was because people were worried about him, and that made him upset. Yeah. And like, like, yeah. and like the, and like, it's a rare thing that doesn't happen in documentaries very often. But they kept it in, which was a great touch, where the producer yeah. like talks on the docs, like, no, we were genuinely worried, and like that right. was like, kind of a cool fourth wall breaking thing too. So it was a kind of a, a cool moment, you know. Obviously, not ideal <laughs> a medical issue, yeah. Um, but it was a cool moment in the documentary. Now. The show well, up. And, and the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, sorry, I mean, no, you're good. The crazy thing is, like, I didn't know that was in the show, but I have seen him, um, I, like months after they filmed, like when you know later on, I had seen him have one. So I, so like, it was a weird flashback, emotional wreck for me because, um, experiencing him have it in person, and then in helping and all that it was at the, you know, I, it was right before a show, and then all of a sudden, like. I get flashback to him having one, and I, I remember them saying he had one before at the, um, in the arena at a meeting years ago, you know, months ago or whatever. But then him having one, then watching it again, and I was like, oh, my, and it took me back to that moment that where, you know, you're you're kind of when somebody does that, you're it you you're, you're scared because you don't know what's you know what's going on, but you don't know like what's going to happen or what they're going through or what, you know, if they're, and especially when they come to and they don't know where they're at or don't know who you are. And all, that's the, that's the really scary thing too, as well. You know, it's the, yeah. it's, um, so seeing that again was very, I mean, it did, you know, it is, it is very emotional roller coaster that wrestlers takes you on. Mm-hmm. And even I was a live part of it and I went on an emotional roller coaster and I, I don't know, I cried at things. I was like, why am I crying at this? <laughs> like it was, you know, it's just, it's just, it's well, just because wild. Because uh, it's, you, it's, a pretty rare and I, I mean, extremely rare and, and almost privileged thing to have. This is three months of your life you were part of, and here it is documented forever to remember. Yeah. We You have your memory, but here you have actual stuff. Like, this is tangible yeah. video. This happened. I was there. 
you know, again, you're right. not like, again, this, the show is called the wrestlers, right? And we'll talk about that too. Some of the wrestlers that were featured, but you're there every day, most days. And you're there. Yeah. I see you, you know, on all of there's Daniel writing on the, on the whiteboard for the, for the match schedule. And there he is, <laughs> you know, reffing the match. And there he is getting pulled by Hollywood Haley J by his ankle during the, the hair versus hair match type of thing too. So it's, yeah. you know, you having all those memories is, is pretty cool for you and for everyone else that was involved. Uh, the show is called The Wrestlers, right? And we're I just think wrestlers actually. We're just wrestlers. oh, it's just wrestlers. Sorry, yeah. I, I don't want to say yeah. that. I mean, it's just wrestlers. Whatever. Yeah. We just look up wrestlers; it'll come up. <laughs> called wrestlers. Yeah, and they will. They will. The I think everyone, at least for me, the first episode airs, and even in like the the title screen, you're like, oh, this is just going to be focused on Haley J, and that's not the mm-hmm. case. She's obviously a focused character, but there's so many more people that are talked to. Uh, one guy right. that I didn't know a lot about, but like kind of fell in love with was like cash flow, like yeah. just a big hearted guy, family man. You know, I, I like the classic wrestler Cardi stuff where he's at the gimmick table and guys like, he's like, you going to buy one of these shirts or what? <laughs> he kind of bullies someone to buying one of his t-shirts, which is great stuff. Um, you know he, what? That's legit that he does that every time. Good for him, man. <laughs> and you know, it works. Always be it hustling. Works. Always be. You don't ask, you know, what are you going to do? Um, what were your thoughts on some some of the wrestlers they featured? And uh, anyone you think that probably maybe could have gotten more feature time? Or do you think they did a good job uh, with how they edited the show? Um, I, well, I'm more, it was more of a shock that certain people, because remember, I was I was there and I saw, I mean, they, they filmed so much and they interviewed you know, I, I was expecting Count Hero to be all over the place because there were so many times he was being, he had, you know, talking heads and, and I even had talking heads as well. Like we, yeah. there was a whole, there was a whole thing. They, they were, we thought they were going to do a, at least maybe not a whole episode, but at least uh, a whole segment on him and I working at Ric Flair's last match mm-hmm. because they followed us. They, they mic'd us all around. They were, you know, they, of course, they were they were showing Al backstage. They were showing us talking to people. They were showing us and they were asking us about our matches. Where I wrestled and he wrestled and all these different moments. And we're like we're like doing all these, all, all this this whole like they're asking. You know, this is this whole story. And I'm like, oh, they're for sure going to be doing. It's cool. We're going to be featured in this part. You know, whatever and nothing. But then, but then overall, Cal Hero wasn't featured overall. And I and so it kind of threw me threw me for a loop a little bit because he's such a great kid and. Uh, He's got such a, I mean, his career is like, is 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 skyrocketed so far, and it's and he's he's just getting started, which is amazing. Yeah, um, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a big superstar. You know, twenty years from now, you're gonna that's gonna you're gonna put his name down as, as one of the tops top of all time. But I believe that. But um, but it's just like you know, as far as the wrestlers they showed, uh, I mean, Cash Flow, that's who he is. Haley, that is one hundred percent who she is. She is herself, just turned up. I just had her on. Ringside mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, we did a live show uh, with her, and um, you know, you'll if you go back, if anyone wants to go back and watch it or listen it or, or the video audio, um, you'll be like, "Yep, that's exactly sounds who I'm listening to right there on seeing on uh, wrestlers. That's who that person is." Yeah. Um, uh, Shira, I travel a lot with Shira actually, before because me because us both living in Louisville, um, Impact kind of always puts us together on the same flights and the same stuff. So I'm con- he's like one of my travel buddies. So like. The Shira you see, the sweetheart Shira. I mean, that's that's who he is, and and uh, 
you know, like that, that was a great, uh, they, they captured him well, mm-hmm. um, you know, Freya as well. I mean, there was, but what was crazy about it, there was things, I know these people work with them and around them. There was things about Haley and Freya and even, even Shira that I never knew, like didn't know about. They, you know, they, they had to be very vulnerable and like tell about their, tell their stories and tell, tell about their life of things that I, you know, I was like, I, I didn't even know. Wow. This is amazing. You know, and I'm kind of glad I never knew because I was able to, to take it in and react emotionally to those to those things. Um, I was a little sh- also shocked that we didn't see a, a lot of Jesse, Jesse Goddard's Mr. Spectacular. Yeah, um, I figured he was going to be a he, he was featured quite a bit, but I figured he was going to be like a big, big time current OVW uh, champion, Mr. Spectacular. Yeah, he's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Na- well, the national heavyweight champion. Okay. Jack Vaughn is the heavyweight champion. But okay. Yeah. Um, he, um, yeah. And, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I was shocked that, uh, they, he didn't get as much, uh, feature time as, as well as Tony Gunn too, as well. Cause these are guys that I saw filmed a lot and I was expecting them to be a part of it. But again, but also watching it and like, I kind of go back to the whole Cal hero and, our, and us in that, uh, Rick first last match, the stories they were telling and how they didn't show a lot of Cal. And then it wouldn't make sense for us to all of a sudden just feature us at, by yeah. the time they went to work for his last match. It also would make sense of certain things they showed Tony or Jesse on when the other stories they were telling. So it from that from the from the whole episode one to seven of all the, the main A story to the B and C and D stories they were t- they were telling, it's like, okay, now it, it makes sense why they didn't do that. Um maybe, you know, I've heard these are this is not guaranteed, this is nothing, but I've heard that what if they release some extra you know, yeah, like a, like season one B or something like that. They do yeah, sometimes, like bonus, right? Like a bonus episode or whatever, just to kind of get you some other side stories. Just you know, that's possible, and maybe they're saving it for that, and maybe they have those ready in the can. Mm-hmm. Um, my assumption, and I said this on my show, and I've said this on another pot on um, when I was on I filming in for Jimmy Cordeas on um, Brian Hedrick's podcast. I said I think that they were planning on ten or twelve episodes. And Netflix ordered seven, so then they had to condense everything down to seven episodes. Yeah, and so you always want to film. I mean, anytime you've ever been a part of any kind of filming, if anybody out there listening has ever been a part of a shoot, whether it's a anything, you're even if it's a thirty second thing you're filming, you're filming five six hours of content to get you thirty seconds of, of TV right. or thirty seconds of whatever. So it, it it makes sense for them to film for three months, given enough footage to make ten to twelve episodes. Take a density down to seven. I mean, that's a normal thing in in in, uh, in the industry. So I, but I do believe still that they were going to have more episodes, and Netflix just asked for seven, which is a weird number, anyways. But well, they and they're seven. and they're hour episodes too. These aren't like twenty yeah. minutes, so it's that's why it takes a couple. At least it took me a few days. Like I was like when I first yeah. started, I'm like, oh, seven episodes. I get through this tonight. But I'm like, oh, these are an hour. I'm not getting through this tonight. Yeah. Uh, right, right. It, but but one thing good about it is this is how great. Greg Whiteley was and and the and all the producers and everything everybody with it is that from watching the trailer was released a month earlier and the trailer itself was like oh my gosh this looks awesome I can't wait to watch it and then from the trailer to episode one episode one makes you can't wait for episode two and so on and so forth you have that when it's finished it's not that it's not that like the end of Cobra Kai like ah what happens I can't you know it's not that it's it's the you know the story's not done and you're like. Oh, it's an easy watch. It just flows right into the next one. It's the best. It's just a flow. It just flows easily. And what's what's interesting? So obviously, this was filmed last year, right? And 
the it's it's been out now. What has been the feedback? I know you there's been some posts a lot. Al has been a lot more active on social media than I've ever seen, at least it seems. Um and yeah. uh OVW's Twitter account and all that, or X account, whatever it's called, seeing, you know, talking about sold out shows and you've got a show tomorrow. Yeah. Is that one it was last I was listening to your show last night. I was listening to that live show with Haley and you said it about seventy five percent full. Like, is it been an immediate notice well, like uh, more people are checking uh, us out now or is what's it been yeah, for you guys absolutely absolutely so it, the, the power of the netflix has worked uh when it comes to ticket sales because uh yes as a record of course i think for you said this is airing later on the week so yeah. as we're recording this tomorrow night it's going to be our tv our next thursday night tv which will be the third but really the second that it's been out because it came out the wednesday we mm-hmm. were there on that Thursday. It, it only there's some people, only the crazy stayed up and saw it all. But for the most part, not everybody's seen it yet, right? Um, so in the, after the first week, it was a sold out show. Be first time that the Thursday night TV that's not a special and not a pay per view has sold out before the doors even open. Um, as of this week, or uh, for tomorrow, it was when I did my show with Haley. It was sixty to seventy percent. Uh, to just a little bit ago in our staff meeting it said sold out i sent the message and said is this true and we're all commenting it looks like it and then matt jones commented we just added oh we only had we held he held them for a reason we held 25 additional tickets we just uploaded them but after that we're done and but i guarantee you once um we get to the morning and people start going to ovwrestling.com and seeing it'll be gone uh or they'll sell them at the door because a lot of people call and buy tickets at the door uh, as well so it, it, there's no doubt it's going to be a sellout. Have you had any of the uh, the like you know the backlash of like once a band becomes popular, everyone like the regulars who knew before get mad? There's <laughs> at least the OVW regular fans. Are they happy? Your buddy Clint, he's at every show. Is he annoyed? Yeah. He's got to fight for tickets, or is everybody happy that they that OVW is getting some I success? I, I haven't heard anything. The only people that I think would be mad because I remember when we switched that they were mad when we switched to online and we didn't like. It was, you know, it was, um, it was, they weren't special seats and they were gone because they, you could buy them online. So mm-hmm. like people that are cash only that show up and buy their tickets or whatever, they're used to doing that. You know, those people will be the ones getting mad, but it's, it's just a, um, it's just one of those. I mean, I haven't heard any like. Yeah. It was man, more just tongue was, in cheek. It just, it's just yeah, interesting. No, no. <laughs> the only thing I'm, I, I know people were mad about was the ones that got turned away because sure. they literally got turned away last week and it sucks. And I don't know if they're regulars or not because, Unfortunately, I was actually in Memphis, Tennessee, doing Impact TV um, when um, when that happened. So I literally just, you know, when I I think they just told them, "Sorry, guys, turn away." Just next next, our tickets are up for next week are already on sale. If you go online and buy them, you're guaranteed to get in. And I think that's how we did it. And we've actually we don't normally do this. We don't normally put the tickets for the following week on sale until until um, like a, the week of. So like that Monday they go up. But we actually like put the next two weeks out and even the pay-per-view like what we're doing on um we're running against bound for glory but the pay-per-view on the 21st where all those tickets are available through that through that week because we we just they're selling like you know you might as well give them the opportunity to buy it right so what um, do you what do you think the next few months are going to look like i mean obviously it's you hope more people are interested in the show and more people want to yeah. be there and and all that um do you just see you know, you're, you guys aren't going to necessarily change anything because the show came out. You're still doing your storylines and you're still doing yeah. everything else with it. 
anything, I know it's early. Show's been out for a few weeks. Anything you can see, I don't know, somehow figure out how to get more people in there or something like that to stay within the fire code or, or, or well, maybe I mean, adjust the set. Like, what do you think? What, what can be done for you guys? Because you obviously want everyone to, to as yeah. many people as you can, right? Well, I think this is one of those things where it depends. If we if this keeps happening, I, it's not going to. Granted, this is not going to something that this decision is not going to be made in two weeks or a month or whatever. But if this keeps happening over time, and we're going into the new year, and we're still doing this, and we're going on this momentum, and we're getting this spring, it's going to come to a point where Al, Matt, Craig, all we're going to sit down and say, "Hey guys, we need a we need a new building. We need a new area. We need to move." You know, we need to we need to go somewhere bigger that holds more people, and mm-hmm. that's where it's gonna. And that's where we fingers crossed, and we're all praying and hoping and believing, or whatever you want to call it. You know, we're all wanting that to happen because of what does that do? That just brings more, uh, more, uh, more uh, money in all of our pockets, right? And more eyes on us. And I know that a TV deal is what we're looking forward to as well. And that maybe not a national deal, but a, but a better local deal, even a regional deal would, mm-hmm. would even work right now. So it's. It's it, it, it I be, and that's what the belief of if um is the ownership is like this is gonna yes this is gonna open the doors and bring in a lot of people but this is also gonna help open up you know um the doors outside of here too like you know, the regional and area anytime you get and if you guys expand that's just more jobs for wrestlers and more jobs for referees and production people and everything else so it's yeah. all the more the merit the good the great thing about wrestling is you can like all of it like there's no yeah. rules you don't have to there's, yeah, no, there's rule. no rules right you can and, like and, all and of the it the thing about it is is that we're, we're on fight tv so we're on nationwide yeah. everybody can see us nationwide but you're, you're on youtube TV, you got a youtube TV. channel we're too like as well. yeah 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 we we well the only difference with the youtube and the fight is fight you get it live mm-hmm. and you get or you can watch it on you know on demand or youtube you can't you don't get it until after you know, like I think it's after the weekend it goes up on YouTube and you can watch the full show, but it's, you know, so it, it, but, but again, I mean, with me and wrestling and myself, I'm in the, I'm in the business and I still to this day have to, sometimes I'm watching it raw live or pay-per-view live. And sometimes I'm watching it three days later. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm, you know, I'm watching, you know, it, it's just one of those things. Like it's just, uh, and I, even if I wasn't in the business, I think I'd be doing the same thing just because that's how I watch others. TV, you watch TV differently anymore mm-hmm. nowadays, but, but I do believe it's going to, it's going to open up doors for a lot of things and it's going to help us, you know, as the workers, the talent, however you want to say it, that, you know, with more exposure, it's going to, it's going to, you know, allow us to, you know, get more bookings. Uh, I mean, Haley J said on, on the ringside, uh, she mentioned that she's now, since this has aired, she started getting bookings of places that she hasn't worked before, even 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 uh, overseas, even out in other countries. I'm like, holy cow, that's pretty awesome, you know. Like it, it's, uh, and that's the hope, right? Is that everybody can benefit from it and capitalize from it because that's why we're in here. We're in here to, mm-hmm. to um, you know, to be somebody. Mm-hmm. And 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 that was the one thing. The one thing I got to say about like uh, Jesse Goddard's, he. He did, the, you know, he'd been involved. Well, Al as well. Both of them had been in reality TV and had been involved in something that was a whole different world compared to what you're what you're used to. And they kind of was like, guys, you know, this is going to be great. It's also going to be bad, but it's also going to be great. But what they mean by bad is that you're going to be followed around to the bathroom. You're going to be, you know, you're going to show, you're going to you're going to talk about things. They're going to be out there that you may not want to be talk about. But the good, but the good from everything is that it's the exposure and. You can, you can, if you utilize this the right way, 
you can make money and change your career from it. And that's, um, and that's kind of the, what we're all trying to do. You that's, know, you, know, you just mentioned that it complete reminded me, Al Snow was the original wrestler as a reality show. He was uh, tough yeah. enough, like tough enough. Yeah. And he was, and what's funny is he was the good cop on tough enough. <laughs> he was the good cop. If, right? if you remember that he was the good cop, but, um, it's, uh, Go, I'm going to go watch some Tough Enough tonight now. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you what, um, going down memory lane, I've done that a few times and watched a couple mm-hmm. Tough Enough. So season one is, is, is so good. Yeah. Um, because they didn't, I got, they didn't know what like they were doing. Like It was really interesting to watch. Like Everyone was just being themselves because they didn't know what else to do. <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. In White Plains, New York, uh, we did our um, – we had Impact's uh, Fixture Road and then a 1,000 episode, and we had – I don't know if he publicly announced that he was there or made any posts or whatever. Maven was there, right? The mm-hmm. winner of Tough Enough won. And it's funny because, you know, Josh Matthews is our executive producer yeah. and he works there. So it was like there was a moment where they were talking and I and I walk out, like literally walked up and go, guys, do I need to referee you all right now? Is there some bad blood here? Are you Tough Enough winner, Tough Enough loser? What's going on? Yeah, you know, right. It was uh, pretty funny. Yeah, it's, um, I had to do that. Wild. With yeah, that's so funny. You were probably watching, you know, in eighth grade or, you know, whenever a freshman year, whenever that show yeah. came out, and you're like, holy crap, there's the first and second place winner of Tough Enough right in <laughs> yeah. front of me. Yeah. It's one of right those pinch yourself yeah. moments, yeah. right? And well, it, 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 I always had that a lot. Like, like I literally, uh, like, the other day, somebody made a comment um, about some like I went to high school with, and they said, "You remember?" And I was doing this whole Lance Storm thing, and I'm literally reading this because they had no idea. I'm sitting next to Lance Storm, who's now my friend, mm-hmm. and we chat all the time. And I'm like, if he only knew that I'm literally sitting next to Lance Storm right now when he's putting throwing his name out there, that's hilarious. I was like, who? And then it's one of those who would ever thought that you know when I when this kid was pretending to be Lance Storm and I was pretending to be The Rock that I would actually be friends with Lance Storm and. You know, just you know, work with him, and, and yeah. he's a, you know, he's a mentor and colleague, and whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? It's, it's wild. Uh, so, watch the show Wrestlers. It's on Netflix. If you yes. don't have a Netflix account, sign up for a free trial just to watch it because it was really, really 100%. good. And Netflix has got so much. Like I've been watching that that's uh, uh, Tales from the Swamp about Florida football. Yeah. I just finished that. Oh yeah. There's just so much crazy stuff. I mean, we're blessed in the sense that we talk about this a lot. In my show about how lucky well, we are with how much stuff there is for us at any given time to watch wrestling related. And, so and we're I'm, just lucky. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there too, guys. If you watch it, okay, um, trying to do it within a few days. And the reason is, is because Netflix looks at, if you watch it, if you watch episode one and two, even if you like it, and you're like, I'll get back when I get more time to watch it. Try to please finish it and watch all seven episodes because if they see you watch episode two, one, two, and three, and you don't finish it, they're going to think, well, you're not interested. You're not finished. If you finish it, then they think, well, this is interesting. And that way there would be a season two. And that's, that's the key on all that. So I think if you um, start it, you're going to finish it. Like you mentioned, no, there's, it's not cliffhangers, but it's enough to make it like, well, I got to see what's going to happen next. <laughs> I, I think they'll, my, my thing is I think they'll finish it. I just think they'll like, you know, life it's life, sure. right? We, we have things we do and I get it. I'm the same way. So it's like, Oh man, I got, I, I have to, you know, I'm watching uh, I gotta go to bed, three, right? but I got, well, I gotta go to bed, but I got this, this, this going on. Just make sure you get back to it mm-hmm. quickly. So that way Definitely. they know, um, the way, it, the way it is, is that we, we, the first three weeks, we kind of determine, which is coming up soon. They determine how well it's done. It has been trending on Netflix has been trending online. So, um, you know, that determines that. And then there's six weeks down the road. There's still months after that 
determine a season two or not. But that's our hope is that we get a season two because mm-hmm. I think there's more stories to be told, not only from who was out there, but who else was not featured and other people that may come on board to I, be featured too as I, well. I, I really hope it gets picked up, obviously, for you and the wrestlers and, and the company, but for the fans as well. Like this mm-hmm. to me is like a show right up Netflix alley. Like this is designed for, yeah. like it's perfect. You know, you got you know 10 episodes an hour each it's a story it's it's relatable to everybody i think it's right up right up their alley so i really hope it, it works out uh for everyone i mean selfishly too i want to see more of it um you know i want to see more of the stories and and i'll and i'll be honest like i'm local in chicago so i'm not like the ovw target audience for, you know for mm-hmm. necessarily but i'm finding myself like Checking out YouTube match, like, huh, what does this look like? Oh, let me look up Cash Flow's merch stand. Let's look up Haley J and all that. And Haley and Jay and I, I don't know if we followed each other on Twitter for years, just because, you know, I think I followed her years ago when you followed her or something like that, when she had like yeah. eight hundred followers. Now she's she's blowing up and um and and she done all that stuff too. There's just it seems like fun wrestling and it's different. It's not gonna be AEW WWE production but it's still wrestling and it's still good and it's still on tv so i'm yeah. sure you want people to check out ovw in addition to checking out wrestlers too so and if you're in the area maybe grab a ticket if you're lucky you know come Absolutely, on down and watch yeah. you guys um really quick here before we wrap up we've been talking for almost an hour now uh you we've mentioned a few times you're an impact wrestling referee too, as well mm-hmm. and you're full-time referee for them you're uh, you're out there you're you're fixing your ring crew stuff as well. Uh, the impact roster is again, I think people don't really know like how, like, I don't, I don't want to say it's condescendingly, but how good it is, you know, like it's just a good wrestling show. Um, yeah. So if people, some people I talk to that are wrestling fans, like, well, where do I even watch this? Right. It's on, yeah. to me, it's on, there's a YouTube TV channel. Cause I have YouTube TV. I forget what channel it's yeah. on, but it's on there. Um, yeah. isn't it on like the Roku channel? There's like a channel on like the Roku app or something, like an impact channel or yeah, something. There's, right? there's an impact channel on Roku and Pluto. Pluto yeah. There's on Pluto as well. There's yeah. an impact channel. Now, I think they don't, they don't show the, the, no. uh, the, lime, the lime show. No, it's, it's older lime- stuff, but it's still yeah, it's, on there. Well, it's older, but it, but actually I think they do a replay of like the most recent within a week or so after, but to keep up current, um, it's on access TV. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you, I don't know how many Canada listens you have, but you have Canada listen, listeners. It's on, it's on Fight Network, or not Fight TV, but actually the words Fight spell it out. Network. It's a sister station of us uh, of uh, Anthem. Um, and then, um, it, of course, if you don't have access to Access TV or that, it's very, you know, there is the Impact Plus app, which is seven and nine a month, and you get, you know, all the pay per views and whatnot. Uh, and all the the history, almost like the WWE Network was years ago. It's just it's this, or I mm-hmm. guess it has been years ago now. So it's been the Peacock, just like that. But you get the you get the uh, the the show commercial free as soon as it goes off at ten o'clock. But there's a, there's even a, there's even a cheaper, better option out there. It's called it, it's on YouTube. You subscribe under the uh, it's called the Ultimate Insiders. It's I, I believe the price is like five ninety nine a month, and you even they even have a dollar version, or a dollar forty nine version that just gives you the, the 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 weekly television show. But for the for the five ninety nine version, it does the same thing Impact Plus does. It gives you all of the pay per views and specials, but it gives you the weekly television TV show 
commercial free starting at 8.30, which means the regular show starts at 8 on access. You get it at 8.30 commercial free. So by the time you finish the show for an hour, you get to the, the 10 o'clock, you're right there where everybody is and you're able to follow along and you're you're able mm-hmm. to watch it. And just don't look at Impact's Twitter the first 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um or you'll get, or you'll be, you'll get some spoilers on it, basically, or the first 30, 40 minutes, I guess. But um, it's it, that's pretty much like the cheapest and easiest way. And again, there's even a dollar forty nine version where you can just don't get the pay per views. You just get the the. And it's a month, so dollar forty nine a month, like that's to get the Impact Wrestling. That's pretty. That's pretty cheap. Yeah, especially know? with people cutting <clears throat> cutting the cable cord and all that stuff too. It's a way to digitally get it as well. Um, yeah, you know, and then and. There's still like the roster has got people you'll recognize. You know, it's got people like you know Tommy Dreamers is still out there. Bully Ray Trinity, you might know yeah. as Naomi. She's the Impact. I got to see her debut in Impact when you got me uh, you a hook a hook up yeah. at uh, Cicero Stadium. And I did Cicero, Cicero Stadium is a cool like old school almost like boxing venue in uh, in in Cicero, yeah. Illinois, which is just outside of Chicago, it, it, right? It, it, and, and guess what? Our WrestleMania, which mm-hmm. we call Bound for Glory, is going to be right there at Cicero on October 21st. And we're going to be right there live and in person. So if anyone is listening in the Chicago area, mm-hmm. you come on, buy, get tickets, impactwrestling.com. And we'll be there the night the night after on, on the 22nd for TV taping. So, and, and Will Ospreay will be there. So Yes, Will Ospreay will be there. That's kind of, and the, the Bound for Glory is your Impact, TNA, whatever you want to call it. Well, it's Impact Wrestling, but TNA's legacy, you know, pay-per-view of, of the biggest show of the year, so to say. And uh, I was surprised at when because the one i went to was a tv taping right and and i used to go to ring of honor tv tapings those were a struggle to get through because how long they were impact shoots a couple shows but you guys are just firing through to make sure the show is rolling and it's not a lot of downtime right which is kind of a killer for crowds so if you're worried about something like that and you want to go an impact show don't let that hesitate you especially if it's a tv taping Uh, but yeah if you are in Anywhere in the you know hour or two outside of Chicago, or even longer, you want to drive in, go ahead to Cicero Stadium. It's like I said, it's an old school like boxing type venue that they did. Yeah, it's a cool little right now, venue. Right now, and they, there's beer. They they serve beer too in cans. So you, if yes, you want a beer, you get a beer and drink some beer in the bleachers, or get a seat in the floor. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And right now, the, you know, the Impact World Championship is going to be on the line. Alex Shelley, the champion, versus Josh Alexander. As I mentioned, Will Ospreay is going to be there. Will Ospreay is going to be taking on Mike Bailey. Those have been announced, and we know for sure Trinity will be defending her Knockouts World Title um, that night as well. Just don't know who yet, mm-hmm. um, or maybe we, or maybe maybe I do. I just can't oh well, we don't want we don't want any spoilers <laughs> for sure. But um, she's a superstar. Uh, but- that's like yes, when I think of like a superstar, superstar. it's like, oh, because well, I've seen her in WWE before. And then she came out in that show. I'm like, and the crowd was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and it was like yeah. it went through the building. And it's pretty it's pretty cool to that someone is coming over there and and having fun and, and having fun with wrestling. And I'm glad you're uh, able to grow your career as a, as a referee by joining. A, you've been with Impact for several years now, too. Um, yeah, you know, I'm the, and I'm the, I'm I'm the head official there now too. Look so at you! Like I, I got, didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, you're head official. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. Thanks. Thanks. Well, congratulations. Um, yeah, to it's you. it's been a um, it's been a wild. Uh, I, I started there right before the pandemic, and uh, been you know stayed stayed during the whole pandemic. Been there, so it's coming up on what three and a half, little almost four years. Mm-hmm. Well, congrats, um, man! With That's awesome. Back and then and then five and a half with. Uh, 
with OVW. So yeah, it's a, it's a, been a been a cool ride. And then sure the other thing that you do is how we ended up, you know, being internet friends and then friends in real life over mm-hmm. the years is and then we started our podcasts around the same time we both had like no we followers yeah. and we're like i guess we'll follow each other and talk, listen to each other because yeah. no one else yeah. is gonna listen to us and then it kind of went from there so the ringside yeah. podcast uh host daniel yeah. spencer and he's had some co-hosts over the years but as i mentioned if we're going to show you guys are doing interviews um it's a little bit different yeah. than just your standard you know wrestling we're going to talk about what in we're going to talk about dynamite this week or raw this week it's kind of some yeah. insight into stuff um some more localized stuff that you guys share sometimes too but anything else you want to talk about for your anybody yeah, wants to check so, out the ringside podcast to the, yeah, the so elevator we, pitch ringside podcast i mean it, it is one of those that it, it, we got an audio version but we just started a video version mm-hmm. uh about six weeks ago when now we we've turned our video version which was we this was kind of the whole we were testing it out we turn it into a live format so mm-hmm. now on tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, so at 6.15 uh, or 7.15 p.m. Eastern and 6.15 p.m. Central, we are live on Facebook, on Twitter, on Twitch, and on YouTube. Just search for at Ringside Podcast on all those platforms. If you subscribe, like, follow, whatever you have to do on those apps, um, you will be able to get the live broadcast. And you can interact with us directly there. You can interact with whoever our guest is. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we just had Hollywood, Hollywood Haley J on. I've got uh, someone coming up this week that I haven't made an announcement yet, so I'm not going to say who it is just yet. But uh, they're going to be on this week, and then we're, you know, we've got some other. We got a big, huge, humongous guest for our 200 episode. Now we're we're only at uh, one, I think 187, 186, something like that is how number of episodes we we had so far. But I mean, we've had people like you know uh, Rhea Ripley on, and and yeah. Big E, and and of course Al Snow was our hundredth episode guest, and we've had. You know, uh, tons of impact wrestling stars, of course. Like we just had Cody Dieter, and um, we have Steve Macklin, Deanna Prazo, a lot of people on. But we even have somebody that's shocking. This is person that's that's well known not only in wrestling but in the entertainment world is going to be on the show. Uh, for that's all I'm going to give you because I haven't well, have made fun. any announcement who that is. Well, and but, also, uh, if you're watching wrestlers yeah. on Netflix, you can see in the background the big Ringside Podcast banner, yes. which is featured quite a bit. So I'm sure you were pumped about that <laughs> to see that on this yes. documentary. It, it was it was all over the doc. It was just as much as well. I think I was on there a little more, but it was just as much as me as the Ringside Podcast yeah. banner. I thought was that was there. fun. Yes. I'm like I'm yeah. like look at this this carny bastard putting his banner up <laughs> and getting it double double dipping the ad the ad space. Good for you. <laughs> Yeah, um, man. But what yeah, was, what was funny was uh, behind the curtain here. I, I had it all the uh, with Netflix PR. Like we had to like get approval for interviews and stuff, right? So I'm getting Haley on my show and I, and uh, some other people or whatever. And I'm like, crap, I got to email and do this. I'm like, I guess I do because I'm you know. So I email, which is funny because I'm used to everybody you know having to email impact to get me or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I email the PR person and I'm like, hey, and I'm talking and they 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 literally call me and they go. Uh, we know who you are. You're you're fine. Everybody, you can have anybody you want on your show. I was like, okay. Well, I, I just thought I just want to do the right thing. You didn't have to ask. You're okay. You were already like don't included. want to step on like, toes, oh. <laughs> right? But it was like because even even the you know like Haley and Jesse Goddard's and all, they were just all like, uh, just make sure you check. I'm like, okay. So I was doing. I was like, yeah, I better check. I want to do that. I don't want to you know piss anybody off. And they legit were like bro we we know who you are like your your <laughs> banners on the show like you're on the show like your your whole cast 
your whole your whole all your co-hosts are on the show like we're okay i was like okay well there you go i just wanted to make sure well so. you can follow like daniel said ringside podcast and all your favorite you know social media apps and all your favorite podcast apps uh just search for it and hit subscribe and if you subscribe it'll yeah. go automatically on your phone for you to listen to and just like any other yep. podcast, you pick and choose what you want to listen to, and it's it's a nice, it's a yep. good listen. And you know, I, I checked out the live interview you guys did. You, know, you were testing the live thing last night. However, yeah. I will say one thing on Twitter X: since I'm not verified, I was unable to comment while watching live. Ooh, so keep okay. that in mind, and maybe if you want to comment, maybe hop on Facebook or something instead, or Twitch to comment. So that that was that, that's the one thing that ticked me off. I got verified. I was so I was like worked hard. Yeah, I got verified, and then uh, oh, Elon came and took it all away from us. So and you're like, I'm not paying um, to be verified. I earned my verification. I got, right. I got. I, I got. I need to spend money on gas to get to the next town. I've got time with eight bucks for a verification or whatever it is. Man, I didn't realize. I did not realize you could. I was wondering why we wasn't getting Twitter comments. Yep, that's why. I did not realize you couldn't. Uh, you had to be verified to comment. So. Yep. I think there's if there's a setting I can change that I'm gonna look into yeah. that. So maybe the next yeah. episode check that can... out because I was you know keeping I was doing the dishes and like watching it and listening and I was like I'm gonna like say hi and then I was like you need to be verified I'm like what the hell so and so. what was crazy about it is that we are you know we had we've had over on our views you know yeah hopefully this is bigger by the time this, this airs but we've had over five thousand views in one day on on twitter yeah the rest of the comp the rest of the shows is not are, it's not been as big i mean they've they've been big but not mm -hmm. as big as that and i'm going holy cow so um i need to make sure they can they can talk on yeah. twitter you definitely <laughs> so, have to check into that uh, that's your main audience or, yeah. or x or whatever it's called now but yeah, yeah x so. twitter whatever yeah same thing well whatever well daniel <laughs> Thanks for, for jumping on this late night. I know your schedule's busy. We've been working on this for a bit, so I'm glad you got to come on. And I hope everybody who hasn't watched Wrestlers yet on Netflix definitely does. And then, of course, checks out Impact Wrestling, uh, checks out uh, the uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling, of course, on all the ways to watch it. We went over it. You know, you can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it if you're local in Louisville on local TV and you're on Fight and all the other stuff. And then, of course, Impact Access TV, uh, the Impact app, the Plus app, YouTube clips occasionally, and then there's, of course, the free apps on, like, Pluto and Roku, but that's a little bit delayed. But there's ways to watch it, basically. If you can, It's it, pretty easy to find if you want yeah, to search and, for it. And, 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 and OVW before has become a place where even even our good friend, Front Row Carry, uh, will show up, and, and, and now he's already, like, hit me up about a two oh, weeks ago. Oh, he's trying he's to sneak his way in now. Yeah, he's already he's already talked about coming to OVW this month in October. You know, he gets free and, tickets to every front row at WrestleMania, I heard. Free tickets, yeah, I heard. Oh, I heard it was I free. Yeah, no, I heard they pay him. Heard you they all, pay they him. pay him, yeah. yeah they pay him to sit front row. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be pissed when he hears oh, that. Oh, man. <laughs> he's going to be pissed. Yeah, he is. <laughs> make sure, make sure you don't. Well, you're gonna have to pay his fee, you know, his booking fee to to sit front row there and and pound right. the guardrail, right? Oh, yeah, man. tell him, hey, hey, these are this is a this is a big seat now. We got people paying for this seat, <laughs> uh, you know. So you gotta, you know, I don't know if I can give you front row there, Carrie. Yeah, right. Anyway, you can you can follow um, Daniel's podcast on all your favorite podcast apps, like I mentioned, the Ringside Podcast, all the socials, all that other stuff. Also, he has his own accounts as well. Daniel yes. Spencer for Instagram, uh, Twitter, or I guess X, whatever it's called. So interact with yep. him, uh, follow and support independent content producers, independent wrestlers, independent referees as well. As we're all out there trying to 
have fun and, and be nice to each other. Yeah, we I got said. merch too. Oh, got, you got the uh, Daniel Spencer yeah. shopovw.com as seen on the Re- as seen on wrestlers the the office yes. parody shirt the official which yes. is a great shirt yes which is yes. a shirt that doesn't look like a wrestling shirt which is it was the best kind of wrestling shirt I think <laughs> sometimes exactly it sometimes at exactly least. Brian our good my good pal Brian Kennison wore that so much he told me like it was funny he goes he goes man this shirt's gonna be all over Netflix I wore it so much and it was on there at least three times there you go it. I was like man I love you Brian. Thank you so much. Good stuff, man. All right. Well, Daniel, thanks for jumping on. Have an awesome rest of your week. And, hey, great. Have a great show at uh, the OVW tapings tomorrow. Or I guess, yeah, live TV. Not even tapings. The live show tomorrow. Have a good good show, man. Yeah, yeah. we'll do. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. For sure. It's not a real time for me.